0: And, okay, we're on. Sorry about that. We had um, technical difficulties. Mary's internet sucks, so she had to fix it. And, I don't know, it could have been mine, but I'm blaming her. So, um, she was just talking about the Olympia before we went to our next topic. Did you – how well did you see the front stage? Like, did you think that the winner is who should have won, or what do you think? I think overall –
1: I think yeah, he did. Okay. Because if you really looked at them side to side, um, it was really hard because uh, they both had great symmetry, great muscle mass, and everything like that, striations and everything like that. But if you um, compared to compared both Hottie and Curry, Brandon Curry, like uh, Brandon Brandon deserved it.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's hard for me to tell because some pictures I looked, I thought maybe Bonac and Hadi should have been battling for first and second. But then some of the pictures where I was like, oh, Brandon clearly had it. So I just want to ask somebody that was there because I've always heard when you're there, the winner is pretty obvious. So um, I was curious. I want to go to one soon, but you know, I got other more important things, but that's on my list along with what else is on my list? for vegas olympia and lady gaga those are my two old vegas <laughs> bucket list items but it's been a while since we've done one of these last weekend i was home in north carolina the first time i'd been there in 12 years and that was uh, that was fun i actually missed the mainland a little bit believe it or not um i love hawaii don't get me wrong but uh the, the cost of living aspect made me almost want to find a way to stay when i was over there but at the same time, when I'm here, the people, the diversity, and different types of people, and all kinds of shit here. The atmosphere is really good here on the island, so I like it here too. So I'm gonna have to make a decision on that here soon. And I've got some stuff in the works that maybe I'll have an announcement by the end of the year. I'm not sure, but right now the goal is to get passes, get to see if I can make this contest in nine weeks. So that's that's the only thing I'm really concentrating on. And um, okay. yeah, and I'm vlogging that. So if you guys Go to my YouTube, um, Hodge Built. I'm putting. I'm actually going to try to edit the the latest one and post it tonight. It shows my progress pictures, which I posted on Facebook looked pretty good. I'm very happy. If I can keep making progress like that, I shouldn't have a problem. But the crazy thing is, and uh, you know, I went to see Mike, and he was looking at me. You know, I do my own diet and all that shit, but you know, I like to have a second set of eyes look at me because once I get the diet brain, I, I tend to overlook shit. And that's, you know, that's where Mike comes in. And he was pointed out how my quads and stuff were feathered, but I still have body fat around the midsection. It's, like, really weird how it soars and stuff. I was like, yeah, my back and my midsection is where it all goes. So, you know, hopefully that can come off in time. So, um, anyways, so what else was I going to talk about? Went back home. You do the Olympia. I don't know. But – the contest is the next on my mind, so, but since we hadn't done this in a while, I figured we would get on here, because um, you got to go to bed in a little bit, so we'll make it quick, because it's almost 10 o'clock there, and you got to get your your sweepies, because you got another week of training ahead, and uh, as do I, and I want to talk about something that we really, usually wouldn't have to prep for, or study or anything, because both of us have been through it. I don't know how much you've been through it, but I've been through it pretty a lot. I've had a family history of it, and a lot of people ask me about this stuff about uh, drinking while on a diet, or just alcoholism in general, why people can't get away from it, uh, coping mechanisms, shit like that. So um, first off, I'll start by saying if you're on a diet, and you're trying to reach your goals, knock it, cut it the fuck out. This whole. Um, well, you know, if I have, like, no calorie – first of all, alcohol has its own calories, so no matter what you're drinking, there's calories in it. Number two, when your body has alcohol in its system, it prioritizes to burning that off because it's not really supposed to be there. So it has to burn it off as energy to get it out of the system. Now, any food that you have in your stomach from what whatever you're currently eating to what you ate hours ago, whatever, whatever food's in your system – because your body has to burn that alcohol off for energy, it's going to store that food as fat because it can't just like burn multiple things off at one time. It has to has a priority system, and I talked about this in the cardio video, so I'll just not re go re-go over it. But I will say that once alcohol gets in that system, it becomes priority, so everything else just goes to fat storage. So you can you can try every trick, your your Michelob Ultras, your clear the clear liquors don't put any fat on you, all that shit, it fucking makes you fat, and. Alcohol has its own calories, plus the food just in your system is going to be stored as fat while you're drunk, and uh, yeah, there's no way around that. So, and plus, if you're really serious about getting on a diet and training, or doing a contest, or just trying to drop ten pounds, you shouldn't. Your 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 thought process should not be, "How can I get a drink in here and there?" Because that doesn't tell me you're focused on a diet. It tells me you're a fucking alcoholic. Because if you're if you're trying to scheme how to drink while you're on your diet. Your focus is fucked up, and we got to check that. We got, we got un, we have to unfuck that. So, I want when you guys, especially if you're an athlete or a bodybuilder, if you're trying to figure out how to drink and stay on prep, you need to fucking stay off the stage because you do not have the mindset to do this shit. You need to go the fuck home. So, um, and that, and I'm allowed to say that, and I can say that, and people can come at me and be like. Well, you know, you don't know because you never really had a problem. You never, Well, bull fucking shit. I have drank and hung with the best of them. I don't even remember. I don't fucking, I want to say like 20 to 23, 24 is a fucking blur. Um, one thing when I went home for that wedding is because uh, I don't drink. I don't think my sister drinks. She didn't drink that day. And the guy she married doesn't drink. But we had to go buy the beer for everybody because everybody else drinks. But – but being around all that shit, I didn't even want to drink. Cause it's been 2000 November 2011. I had my last beer the day I got out of the navy. So that's been eight years almost. So you know I can be around it now. It doesn't bother me. Um, there was one part we went to Charlotte, went to a bar to watch the football games, and everybody's like, "You gonna get a beer?" I'm like, "No." They're like, "Oh, oh yeah, you don't drink anymore," and it kind of. I forgot I haven't seen these guys since I left to join the Navy when I was drinking like every other fucking day. and some people kind of had a weird look on their face because they weren't used to seeing that, but you know you guys here in Hawaii have always seen me like that, so it's not weird for you. you know I'll go I'll go to the clubs and shit and just you know I won't I won't drink anything. I'll get like a red bull if I'm getting tired, depending on how long I stay but I don't do any drugs. I don't drink or anything like that. And, uh, but used to, I couldn't fucking leave the house without being shit faced. I think it was, I think a lot of it was insecurity was, um, I didn't feel like I looked good enough and that I was cool enough to be around everybody and stuff. So I just had to be fucked up in order to be comfortable enough with myself in order to, um, in order to get along with everybody. And, you know, now looking back, I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. Cause now I'm I'm fine. I'm like that, and I'm not drunk. But you know, I had to go through a lot of fucking up to realize that point. And I mean, I'm still paying for some of the mistakes I made while drinking all the time. Even when I was in the Navy, and I was drinking a lot. You know, so I'm I'm paying for those mistakes now, and I can't re- I can't live in regret. I can't like it's something. And I know I'm going on a tangent, but you know, let me finish. There's a the point here. When I did go home, I talked to my father for the first time in forever. And I uh, apologize for a lot of fucked up shit I did. I didn't, like, do a lot of I, – I, I say I was, like, a shit kid because I drink a lot and I didn't really do anything to myself. And he made a point to me to say, you know, you can't, you can't live in regret because then you're never going to move forward. You got to put that shit behind you and you have, to, you have to focus on what you're trying to do because if you keep, you know, focusing on that regret and stuff, you're, you're standing still. And I was like, yeah, I get that, and I I, I get that, and I think that, but at the same time, I got to say I'm sorry or something. I just can't, like, move on and hope you forgot about it because that's just not how I am. You know, so, but at the same time, a lot of those experiences I had, I can use to help others not make the same fuck-ups, even though nobody ever listens. They only learn through their own fuck-ups. Nobody ever listens to you when you try to help them out. But it still can't hurt to try. But the um, I did a lot. I, and you know, some of the stuff I do remember doing when I was drunk, I, I, I'm embarrassed about, but there's nothing I can do about it now. I just have to do the best I can now and not repeat those mistakes so that the people who think that I'm fucking weird or socially weird, or, or I'm a fucked up person because the shit they've witnessed me doing when drunk, they can just say, well, at least he's not like that now, or he's changed, or hopefully they get that message. I mean, I can't go back to every single incident. I don't have a DeLorean. I can't go back in time and fucking fix all that. So, but I can't, I also can't like apologize to everybody because I don't know all the shit I did. Fuck man, I was just telling somebody the other day about a New Year's Eve party. I wound up in a frat house in a bathtub the next day. I don't fucking remember how I got there. Luckily, people were in the house that knew me, so I was okay. But I literally woke up with drops of water hitting my head. And I know some of those guys are listening to this. are probably laughing their ass off. Cause I know one or two of them are probably there. As I remember waking up to guys around me laughing. And they're like, dude, you were just fucking out of control. And yeah, it's all cool and shit then. But now I look back and I'm like, dude, that was a fuck up. So, you know, but I'm, at the same time, I'm a really extreme person. So if I do something, I go all out, whether it's good or bad. So I, you know, when I, Went back to my roots, you know, because I was used to bodybuilding stuff in high school. When I went back to that, I got extreme about that. And, yeah, people can say it's obsessive or whatever, but it keeps me out of doing shit that's a lot worse. So that's why – because you've you, you you were you've been around me for a week. We dated for like two years. You see how regimented I am all the time. If, mm-hmm. I, if I'm not like that, I will go into this spiral of just bullshit. And it's fucking horrible. And I don't want to go back to that. So if I have to be regimented for the rest of my life, that is a small price to pay so I do not fuck up anymore. And that's one of the reasons why I do this. And I've got to a point now to where if I stop bodybuilding or I stop training, I do some other stuff, I can still go without drinking. I'm fine. Or doing drugs. Because I, was, I spent such a long period of time regimented that now if I come off of that, I'll be okay. So is your any rebuttal you have about this topic
1: (laughs) not really i mean uh before i got into bodybuilding like i wasn't drinking every night or whatever but i would drink every time i would go out most majority of the time and uh even when i started i guess competing um i don't recall Drinking through my prep, maybe off-season, but I don't know, like, I don't know if it really did affect my progress with building during my off- It can, season. but I mean, you can
0: you can still make progress in the off-season with it, but it will hinder you. If you cut it out, you'll make more progress.
1: Yeah, I mean, like. I'll have a drink or two here and there, but I haven't had a drink since maybe April or May this year. Yeah? Yeah. And it's not to get like shit-faced, it's just, I just have one drink and it relaxes me and I'm good.
0: Yeah, I can't do that. It's like a can of Pringles for me. <laughs> if I'm, cause I'll, I'll give you an example. So well i lived in milani across the street from the shopping center right and those i think it's called milani terrace okay and, um i would get we always have little parties there because um i had i don't know everybody just ended up coming to my apartment when i have a party so everybody would show up and we never had any noise complaints or anything so we would just get fucked up and play video games and break shit whatever you know i don't think we broke anything but we did drink a lot and um you know, people would leave, and I'd still be drinking, and I'd be like, all right, I'll finish this six-pack, because everybody would bring beer, and we'd go through it all. There'd be, like, four or five beers. Be like, I'll finish this, and then I'll go to bed, and then I'll finish it and be like, fuck, man, the store's still open. It's right across the street. I can walk there. I'd come back with a 12-pack. I'd just keep fucking going and keep fucking going and keep fucking going until, like, somebody either stop me or I would pass out, and then... You know, that, at that time, I was in the Navy, so if I had to get up and go to work, I, you know, or I would, I would, I was least disciplined to stop enough to where I could get the alcohol out of my system and go to work, but, um, when I was in college, when I was supposed to be in college, when I was, like, not doing anything, but I was, you know, skipping and shit, um, I would wake up and fucking go to the, I would leave two or three beers in the fridge, the shotgun, the first thing in the fucking morning, because I didn't have a car, which is a fuck, that's uh I wish I had time to go into that story. Cause it's almost funny. I didn't drunk drive and wreck. It. I was actually dead sober when I ran through that house, but that's another story for another day. But, Oh yeah. I've got, I've, I've got stories for fucking days. <laughs> that's why when people are like, Hey man, we're going to go out and do this. We're going to have fun. I'm like, there's nothing you guys are going to do that I haven't fucking done yet. So uh, I'm going to bed anyway. When I was living in Boone, um, now, there, it's literally no fucking shit. It is literally uphill both ways. Like, no matter which way you walked, you got to go up a fucking mountain. So, snow, rain, did not fucking matter. I would walk to work. And it's like, I want to say it was like three miles, three, four miles to work. Depending on if I was working at Lowe's or working at the restaurant. But, man, mm-hmm. I would get, I'll say this now, because it has been like 12, 15 years ago. I don't give a fuck if they know. I'd get up and shotgun like two or three bush ices and just walk out the fucking door and go to work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I didn't I'd be hung over like I can't be hungover, man fucking oh god they're gonna know I'm, I've been drinking all night and then I'd go into work and oh fuck they're gonna know I just drank a minute ago <laughs> so I was like luckily I spent a lot of time at self checkout so you know I was okay but you know I, <laughs> sometimes the walk would sober me up sometimes not I just um, I never waited tables drunk I'd be hung over. Of course, everybody, it's a college town. We're all hung over. We worked at the restaurant, but sometimes when I worked at the other place, I would be fucking shit face. And I'm like, God damn, I'm I have got a fucking problem. (laughs) I am glad this is a minimum wage. It wasn't a wage. They actually paid me a little bit more, but like, I I, I don't even, and I try to look back and think like, why did I have a problem or, back then i was was like no i'm not really an alcoholic i just like to drink and stuff you know now look back i'm like man maybe i did have a fucking problem maybe i did maybe i had an issue so but it's it's gone now whatever it is but i really think a lot of it was being comfortable around people because i always thought everybody looked better than me and i thought everybody um could get more girls than me and i thought everybody could um had more confidence than me and instead of getting off my ass and trying to work out to compensate for that, I would just get fucking shit face drunk and try to be act like the, the the class clown or the ass clown, whichever depending on how drunk I was. And that's how I coped with it. And uh, I just came a uh, came a pattern where I had to be fucking destroyed before I would even leave the place to go do anything fun. So um, for me to even come out of that on my own is, is impressive, I think. A lot of it had to do with – when I was in the Navy, I was diagnosed with anxiety, and they put me on, like, some effects or some real strong shit. You can't drink with that. And I had, like, two beers, and I couldn't drive. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. I can't drink anymore because this shit I'm taking – I'm not on that anymore. I'm on something lighter because it's just – you take a really strong anti-anxiety med, and you miss a dose, your whole fucking world crashes down. So they put me on something light where if I missed a dose, it wouldn't hurt me. But – at that time I was taking it, I liked how it worked once it was in my system. And I was like, I would, I'll would, stop drinking because I'm not losing my shit. I don't have anxiety much anymore. I'll give, give away drinking to stay on this shit. And then I became a trainer and I was like, I can't go into work hungover because that's going to be a bad example. So now I got to stop. I got to make sure I don't drink anymore. And uh, I was living with guys that drink a lot, you know, because they're still in the Navy somewhere and they're, you know, they're just having fun. They didn't have a problem. They just, when they're off work, they get drunk. And that's what we always did. That That's normal. So... I was really being tested. I was trying to compete in contests and shit. And there was always shit food and alcohol in the apartment, but I did okay. I did fine. And uh, I'm not saying that I'm special, but I know people that say they can't stop or people that were had issues that weren't even near as severe as mine Or like, man, I don't know if I can go home and go to bed without having a beer. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. If I can stop the shit I did, you can fucking put the damn box of wine away for a few months. Oh, I've always got to have a glass of wine before bed. Why? Well, I just got to. That's not a fucking answer. Why do you have to have it? Well, I just got to. Nope. You don't have to have it. Throw that shit away. <laughs> I mean, that's just because these people think that I've never been through this shit, and I've always been a fucking trainer, and that they, they can tell me some bullshit. like, oh, well, you know what? I'm sorry. I forgot that you have to have been in Jerry's at night, so you should probably do that. Fuck no. I've been in worse situations than that shit. I'm going to tell you to suck it up. I mean, this, you know, just like they say, compete's not for everybody, losing weight's not for everybody. It's hard. It sucks. You have to give things up to get, to, make, to get a goal. You have to give things up to be rewarded. You have to make sacrifices and push through barriers in order to get something better than what you had. You cannot get something better than what you had doing the same fucking shit, and that applies to this situation, too. So, if... You can't put down a – foot. you can't go without a beer every night before bed and you're trying to drop some weight. Tough shit. And, yeah, you know, you may be able to get away with it and lose a little bit of weight. But if that's true, imagine how much more you'd have got off or how much more efficient it would have been if you'd have put the beer down. You would probably would have got more off in less time and then had a better discipline with alcohol. So, you know, I don't have any sympathy because if somebody has such a huge problem that they can't even stay on a diet or they can't even function, then all of a sudden I'm not the guy you need to be saying, you need to go see somebody get some more serious help because losing weight is at the bottom of your priority list. Cause you've got some fucking issues. You know, if people have drinking problems and stuff then they need to go get those fixed before coming to me. But if you come to me and you're used to having two or three beers every weekend and you try to give me an excuse, I'm going to say suck it the fuck up, put that shit up because this This um, reward of having a healthier, better life and having a a better body is going to come at a price. Now, do you have to stop drinking for the rest of your life? Absolutely not. But during that time that you're trying to change, do you have to put it up? It would be better. It would be best if you did. When you're comfortable and you're at your goal and you want a couple beers every now and then on the weekends, that's not going to kill you. If you want to go to McDonald's once a week, it's not going to kill you. But when you're trying to change, you're trying to improve your body, you need to stay on a straight line and get that shit out and get it done. So you can get it done, and you can go back to your normal life. Like I say, it's a temporary solution to a permanent problem if you do it right. So you're not on a diet forever, but you're doing it to fix something permanently because once you're there, you can maintain it and have some discipline here and there and be okay. Now I know you didn't stay up to just listen to me, so you need to say some shit too because I'm just going on a fucking <laughs> rant right now. It's close to home because I've been through all this shit, so I know exactly how the mind thinks how the average person thinks when they go through this stuff. That's why I usually know what to say to piss them off, to get them to to stop. Yeah. Either either stop or they'll fucking quit. And if they quit, then they weren't going to stay on it anyway. You know?
1: I mean, you pretty much covered most of the bases. I I mean, I... I never really had any problem drinking. Um, Maybe, like, certain problems I've had, but, I mean, I've never resorted to alcohol to try and solve it
0: I guess. Well not everybody's all perfect married. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm fucking perfect Yeah.
1: Okay, well I can make a confession that one fourth of July I was the one that I came late to work out with you and we were both pissy that day. Um I did drink that night. Like I got I got drunk. When was this? Um, uh, one of the 4th of July, the night before I went out with my gay friend and then I came home like four or five o'clock in the morning and then- What you got to tell everybody he's
0: gay? What if he doesn't want you to tell everybody?
1: <laughs> he don't care.
0: Yeah, I know. I know who you're talking about. He don't give a shit.
1: Yeah. So, and then I came home like four or five o'clock in the morning and I was supposed to meet with you at nine to work out and I met up oh, with you at like
0: yeah, you at were... nine. Fucking around
1: all night, <laughs> why, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so that's one story. It's probably is nothing compared to all your shit that you. No, like you.
0: why? Why did you do that? I
1: don't know. Because I told. Because I haven't gone out with him in a while, and then. Oh. Um, I already knew how that night was going to end. I thought we were really, but in my head, I was really thinking, okay, we are coming back home early but
0: you never come I, home, really.
1: No, when i go out with him no
0: never now if you just told me hey i'm gonna get fucked up so i'm not gonna be at the gym tomorrow i'd be like all right cool i'll go by myself that's see that's the thing that's why people they think that i'm gonna get mad because they did something that i was or they they say they're not gonna do it if they're on a diet and they eat something like no actually i get pissed off because you didn't fucking say no but i
1: agreed with going to work out with you that day. We've planned it for weeks and then all of a sudden my friend tells me, hey, let's go out tonight. You don't work tomorrow, so let's go. I'm like, just as long as you come back home early because I got to work out at nine. And then... never. You don't to. give a
0: fuck if you have to work out. <laughs> Your friends don't... Life don't care if you have to lose weight and get in the gym. Life yeah, is still going to happen. Life don't give a fuck. I know. got to... Well, that was like fucking a hundred years ago, so whatever. I don't care Like a hundred years ago I was still a powerhouse I was still a powerhouse It was like a hundred
1: That was last year
0: I was still a powerhouse Because I remember sitting at the steps like what the fuck she at? And then he came in with your goddamn flip-flops on with that shoe (laughs) And you're like, I gotta go change into my shoes. Like, why didn't you put on your shoes before you left the house? Book have flip flops, like, oh my God. it's crazy. I don't
1: ever wear my shoes straight out of the house when I go to the gym. I don't like my shoes getting dirty from street, from the street. I but your mind get your feet dirty. Get
0: dirty. Your feet can get dirty from the street because you're wearing flip flops or slippers, as you like to call them. Well, I don't
1: care. I don't want the shoes to get dirty. Whatever get brown shoes (laughs) no it's not brown i don't have brown
0: i say get brown shoes no whatever
1: over here your feet turn black yeah it's
0: gross well that's my main point is to uh i guess the look and reasons why people do that and drink are like to Yes, give make them aware that it's not going to be in the world because they have to put it down. There are people that can go from drinking to after they go through a disciplinary period where they're strict, they can go back to everyday life and stuff. And they can go back and still eat a little bit here and there, maybe even drink a little bit here and there, maintain the results. But you, or you could do like I do and never just never drink again. I've learned how to be a fun person, how to be an outspoken person, open person without being shit faced. I used to be. I used to talk, because I had AED and shit, so I used to always be hyper and talk and shit a lot, but I never really told a lot of shit, I don't think, until I started drinking. So, and now, you know, people know shit about me that, you know, I, you know me, I t- I don't give a fuck. Like, I'll, I'll tell people straight up they want to ask me about stuff I've done or whatever. I'll tell them straight up I don't care. Yeah. Like, I've got a whole YouTube playlist where I, where I put, spill my fucking beans out there about, some of the, the, the shit I've done dating or whatever. And, and, you know, it's, it's only, you know, it's funny. It's only been, it's only done positive things. You know, if you, if you, if you're open about your actions and you're true about who you are, nobody can hold it over your head. Nobody can use it against you. So I've really made an effort to uh, try to be an open book as possible. I mean, within reason, I mean, I'm not going to, there's some shit that, you know, doesn't have to be said or it's inappropriate or whatever. Like I get that. But as far as preferences and, and things like that and what type of person I am, like I have no problem talking about that. And um, I can also do it to the points where if somebody thinks differently, I don't immediately attack them and get mad at them. I because we, we have we have to have people that think different or else we don't come up with really good ideas. People compromising from different paths of thinking is where some of the best decisions come from. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is this is a person I've kept hidden for so long i had to learn how to bring this person out without getting fucking shit-faced and and be comfortable like that and once i learn how to do that it's like i'll open up a whole world for me so you know i never any time all the times we went to scarlet stuff i never drank you know i uh where else do i go where there's alcohol besides scarlet I mean, okay. I mean re- restaurants and stuff, but I mean, that's, I don't even think about it at a restaurant. I'll go a restaurant to eat, not to get drunk.
1: Yeah.
0: And I used to drink, dude, I don't know if you ever had Schlitz, it's like, back home it's like five bucks a 12 pack. I would always throw up when I drink that shit.
1: No. I had a I- sensitive stomach when I drink.
0: Bush ice. They don't have bush ice on the island. But they have it back home, and it was like five, sixty a 12-pack, and the alcohol content was really high. So, I mean, we could get fucked up off of that shit. And it's an acquired taste, which, dude, is you get so drunk, and you can't, you don't taste it. And then, you know, just keep drinking it because it tastes like shit. But in college, it's <laughs> the nectar of the gods. Like, there used to be a Facebook page called Bush Ice, the Nectar of the Gods, and people would, like, build Christmas trees out of the fucking beer cans and shit. And it was um, – Everybody at school would drink that shit because it was cheap, and it would just. We did power hour one time where you take a shot of beer every minute for an hour, and you think that's nothing, right? You're like, oh, that's only a few beers. That will fuck you up. I mean, especially with bush eyes, they get. You almost have to stand up to start taking the shots after a while because your get, stomach is so full. But I mean, to make it the whole hour, you're pretty shitty after that. I don't know why, but it, it fucks you up. I've made it. We used to download these CD. We used to download these songs that, that would change every minute. We put the CD in. That's how you know to take a shot because the song would change. An hour later, people are just laying around everywhere, fucked up. And it's and I'm, sometimes I'm not even exaggerating. Like an hour of taking shots of beer, people would be destroyed. Depending, I mean, if people use like Bud Light, like, get that fucking pussy water out of here, you take it like ice beer, like good, good strong beer. Yeah, it's gonna mess you up. Don't come in here with Coors Light trying to play Power Hour. Take that pussy water somewhere else. <laughs> I don't drink that shit. Coors Light it tastes like fucking water. I've had regular Coors; it is delicious. I think every can is handcrafted; it is so good. I still remember what beer tastes like. I remember how delicious it is. I still don't drink it. Like I, I would drink Budweiser over Bud Light any day because Bud Light is for women. And Budweiser is for real redneck men, and that's what I is, I guess. So, or Bush. I we I got in this. My buddy, one of my buddies, man, he got me in this thing where like light beer was for pussies, so we would never drink light beer. We always drink straight up. And yeah, we were fatter than everybody, but we were drunker and happier than everybody too. So fuck it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I couldn't drink beer. I get full too fast and
0: gas. It's a skill. It's an acquired skill. You have to. You have to get your you have to know when to eat, what to eat, how many hours to let it settle. Like we would go to Cece's Pizza and get full because it's like all you can eat for like five bucks, right? And then try to drink right after, and it would always be downhill. You have to let that shit. You have to like take a nap, and then, you know. Get some preload some water for the dehydration, and then start sipping your beer, and then you know you're good.
1: No, I couldn't. Shotgun in, yeah. I couldn't malt drink uh, anything acidic with like lemons or oranges or whatever, and soda carbonation. I can't do that. Anything with sugar, carbonation, and citrus. I couldn't drink. And then yeah.
0: beer, just got me full fast. And those little, we used to call them bitch beers, like the, the Bacardi Razzes and the Smirnoff. tastes like green apples. It's awesome. I like couldn't that drink year, those. I those gave me, those gave me like heartburn
1: or acid yeah. reflux or some shit. Well,
0: like God, that. they will, if you want to get drunk in a hurry and you can drink fast, those will fucking do it. <laughs> so. You ever had um Arbor Mist like that fruit flavored champagne shit? Yeah, yeah. The
1: so like we used to drink before Arbor Mist or Boone.
0: Yeah, some dude. I remember I slammed this thing of Arbor Mist and made out with this ugly ass girl. It's the same party where I wound up in the bathtub, and everybody told me that I just like sucked face. So I took her Arbor Mist and I slammed it, and then made out with her, and then passed out with my head on a rock in the yard, and then migrated from that to the bathtub. And that's how I ended up there. But somehow the Arbor Mist, I guess, from why my friends were telling that, and the Jose Cuervo was the tipping point to where I went from I'm annoying but funny drunk to get this guy off our floor. He's going to fucking blow up with vomit everywhere. And they had to put me in a bathtub. I've thrown up a lot. Oh, God. Like, Jesus Christ. If I could show you guys that know me as the trainer back then, you wouldn't believe it was the same. Look. every once in a while people will find pictures of me where I'm at parties where I have my long hair and my beard and I was all fat and hairy and they'll post that shit on here and I don't care I think it's funny because people need to remember that I used to be one of those guys too so that when they try to get a fast one by me I can be like ah bullshit motherfucker I know how you're thinking so because I used to do that same shit Um, one of my ex-girlfriends she usually does it a lot. She has a lot of pictures of me when we used to party. And she'll post one every now and then. And there's another girl I worked at Lowe's Hardware with. She has a lot of them, too. And it's like they don't tell me. They just keep them in secret and fucking randomly post them every, like, once a year. And it's funny as shit when they do because they find ones of shit that I forgot about. Um, one girl posted one when I just had my Fu man chewing, and that shit was hanging off my face and my long hair. And I'd actually lost a lot of weight, things. I was getting ready to go in the Navy, but I was still drinking, I think. Or... I can't remember. For some reason, I lost weight. And she found these pictures and posted them. I was like, dude, I forgot about that. night. I don't even remember where it was at. I have to find out. But people have evidence. <laughs> and uh, my old Facebook profile, I never go on anymore. There's tons. God, I'll find some of the Halloween photos. We dress up like football players. Though That is some funny shit. And one time we had a Steve Irwin party the day he died. We all threw this huge Steve Irwin party. Like, we put up flyers and shit. We didn't know if anybody was going to show. And it got out of hand quick. Like, everybody in khaki outfits everywhere. Uh, luckily, my buddy was security guard, so he kind of was like, hey, I won't call the cops, but you guys got to be. It was a guy I went to high, went to high school with I happened to be the security guard of our apartment complex. So we were good. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a pool table in the living room, so we leave the door open. People see the pool table. and They want to come in and start betting on fucking pool games and shit. So and there's – I'll post if, – if I remember, guys, I'll post some pictures. There's a lot of pictures on my profile somewhere from that party because I look like a fat, hairy, Jesus, Steve Irwin person. Like I look like a fat, hairy Jesus, but I had Steve Irwin clothes on. And there's one where I'm holding like a uh, stuffed crocodile from my wiener in the hallway of the apartment complex. I think that's someone somebody posted a while back. But you guys look – because when I, – I bring that up because sometimes people will be like, oh, you don't know what it's like. You've always been in shape, and that's the photo I send them, and they're like, what the fuck? Because that's exactly the reaction you say when you see this photo because I'm just like – I got this. I think I stuffed that cro- – the stuffed crocodile through the fly of my pants where it was sticking out or something. Well, I was just holding it down there. I can't remember, but I was hammered, and somebody took a picture. And usually that picture, for some reason, knocks them off their toes. And they're like, oh shit, this guy used to get fucked up.
1: Yep. He was yeah. holding it. I think he was holding it. And then you were doing like the, like this thing. And then you did this. Yeah. It was like that. Yeah. That's
0: like, it. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's on this profile, too. If you guys go look through my photos, I know it's on there because it's on my Instagram, too. But you guys need to know that. The reason trainers know a lot about what to say to you to get your ass on track and to get to your feels is because we've been there. And some people can't handle it. Some people can't handle me when I talk like that. And I'm like, well, cool. Well, Then you're not ready. You need to fucking leave. And um, I was telling somebody this the other day. I was like, you know, man, you know I'm going to give you shit. You know I'm going to jump on you. But you may not believe me now. But somewhere down the line, you're going to say, you know, you'll, you'll you'll, remember I said this. If you have a trainer that doesn't jump on you when you fuck up, you need to fire him because he doesn't care. If he tries to say, oh, it's okay. Oh, you know, we'll do better next time. You need to fucking fire that guy because he's just saying whatever to give you the warm and fuzzy, as we call it in the military. Make you feel good so you keep pumping money in his pockets. I'll take the risk of you leaving to tell you how it needs to be. Because you're either going to gonna suck it up and get it done or you're going to leave. And if you leave, you probably weren't ready to come to me in the first place. You know how I am. I jump on your shit all the time. Yep. yep. You, make, you make rookie mistakes because you get tired. I know you have you have problems sleeping and shit. But I also know that you can get out of bed when you need to. So when you tell me you can't get up, I'm like, Mary, what the fuck? This is rookie shit. Get out. Get your ass off your ass. <laughs> get in there and jump your fucking rope. Quit your bullshit. This is shit somebody would be telling me two weeks into their first contest prep, not a seasoned veteran, so stop fucking talking like a beginner. That's what I said to you oh, last time,
1: right? Yep. All the time.
0: Not Every all time. the time, because you barely mess up, but when you do, you know the storm's coming. Yep. Yeah, you I my it all the time when I mess up. Yeah, but like... I but at the same time, like, we don't get butt hurt. Like, I say it, and then you get to it, and then it's on with whatever. Some people hold on to that shit. I'm like, dude, you can't get you can't hold on when I jump your shit. You just unfuck the problem and then we're cool again. Like I'll jump on you and then be nice to you two minutes later. I don't care because it's said and done. After I jump on you, it's up to you to fix the problem. You know, if it's something that, if it's something I need to fix, I'll fix it right away. But if it's something you need to fix and I just busted your balls or your ovaries, depending on who you are. And I don't, there's a reason for you to be mad anymore because it's up to you to get it fixed. And if you don't, tough shit then you get pushed to the point to where i just stop acknowledging that you're screwing up because i know you're not ever going to change it and i don't care that means it's probably about time for you to leave you ever had that where you have like a supervisor or a senior or somebody in seniority where you don't listen you just keep fucking up and they go from chewing your ass to just not really saying anything And you're like oh shit i can get away with it now but what's really happening is they stop caring because they know you're a lost cause and then you know very soon after that the first chance they can to weed your ass out of there you're gone yeah, with my job right now. What?
1: Um, I think in the first few years, I messed up a lot. Yeah. I actually, actually, I suppose I've been fired my first year.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you told me. But yeah. um, my, yes, Frank is, I used to give my dad a lot of shit for, like, the way he raised me, but, and he said he was the same way about his father. That's another talk we had when I went home about uh, he he actually he said it better than i could so i'll just repeat what he said because i told him that i didn't realize a lot of shit he was doing to me was good for me that i was just like fighting back and that i didn't understand why he was doing those things and i thought you know i thought there was hate involved and stuff he was like jed well, i thought my father was the dumbest person on earth and when i turned 35 i thought he was the smartest motherfucker on earth enough said You know, because, um, what the fuck was I going with that? See, I lost my train of thought. Oh, because, um, you know, I guess, uh, people jump in your shit and you get, you get, uh, pissed off and rebellious, you get butt hurt. But the shit they're saying, the shit you're putting you through is for your own good. You may not realize that's on down the road. It's like if I'm putting people through harsh diets or training them and and they're, it's hurting them, they're, I'm beating their ass. Because you're at a stubborn spot or something, I'm like, yeah, you hate me now, but when that stuff starts coming off again, you're you see why we did this, you know, you're gonna thank me down the road. You know, so it's kind of the same concept. Like there's a lot of shit that I did not learn that was applied to me when I was young, but I didn't learn it until now. You know, that I fucking hate and I fought back on. But I was trying to tie that in. I really can't figure out how, but whatever. I said it, so fuck it. <laughs> I'm so bad ADD like even when I take the meds like sometimes I just go on a tangent I'm just like fuck where was I going with that and I can be talking about one thing perfectly clear but be thinking about fucking rocket ships and stuff and not even think it's just crazy but yeah um, what have you got to add in I thought you had more to talk about this. Maybe I was wrong.
1: No, because my behavior wasn't (laughs) as
0: bad as yours. You told me some good stories before. I think you're just afraid to talk about it on air. Like what? I don't know. Back when Fat Mary used to get drunk and make an ass out of herself and shit. Well, that that was fun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well... Not only did Fat Mary love to drink, she loves to eat. And she would love to finish other people's food when she finishes her food. So.
0: Oh, my God. That is gross. That is, like, <laughs> disgusting fat. Would yeah. You know, not fat. like, when they turn around, you steal their... No.
1: Their- okay, oh. so how it works, like, say, for instance, at work, we um, work with biased food. And, you know, I, I mean, you probably don't since you don't eat that shit, but, um, like, Korean barbecue... Um, they have like a full mixed plate with like three different types of meat, two big scoops of rice, and four choices of vegetables. Okay. I would eat the whole plate, and I'd still be offered some other people's leftovers because they couldn't finish their plate, and I'd be like, okay, and I'd eat it.
0: Would you be all discreet when you ate it, or you'd be like, you pussies, watch how it's done, and then you start cramming all the food down? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i was like i was like are you gonna eat that no i was like are you gonna eat that are you taking it home to your kids or something and they're like no i'm like oh it's okay if i eat it
0: (laughs) are you you like i'm gonna take it home to jace and you eat it in the car on the way
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) no actually you know what they would ask me, it's like, oh, are you gonna, are you gonna take it home to Jason?" I was like, no, I'm gonna eat it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, I used to steal people's food all the time. So, I'm sure my roommates no. know now. They're like, "That fat motherfucker ate my cookie cake that one time." That actually did happen. So, if he's listening, he knows now. I ate your cookie cake, motherfucker. I'm sorry. <laughs> you should, you should have been sleeping in your room all day and left that shit on the counter. I wasn't that bad where I ate other people's food. Dude, it's a cookie cake. Like, who in the fuck doesn't want to eat that? It's yeah. funny because, like, I look at that shit now, and it doesn't even bother me. I can, like, not eat it, and it, I'm not going to lose my shit. But I can go back to remembering how I thought that was the end of the world if I didn't eat that whole thing.
1: Yeah, well, what do you call – Oh, our office would um, buy, like, like, snacks and certain foods for the office. I wouldn't bring lunch. I would just eat whatever's in the office.
0: Shit. Did you eat
1: other people's lunches? I wouldn't eat their lunch unless they offered oh. it to me.
0: You know, I brought a lunch bowl to Lowe's Hardware one time. And this was back when, before I was diagnosed with anxiety and shit. So I would lose my shit over everything. And I was probably hungover or drunk too at the time because I drank a lot when I worked there. Sorry, guys. Disclosing now. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I remember I looked in the fridge at lunchtime and the lunch bowl was gone and I fucking I, I you would have thought I was getting ready to stab somebody like in front of everybody else. I lost my fucking shit. I went to HR. Oh. I went to I'm fucking car, and I was like, I remember his name, I'm not gonna say it, but hopefully one of my friends from Lowe's is watching, they're laughing. Cause I, I, I guarantee they remember because I was so livid I told everybody in the fucking store and I was like, I was headhunt. was like I wanted that motherfucker to take my goddamn lunch bowl and I, went, <laughs> I just sound like a fat kid when i'm saying this shit so i went to hr i was like dude i brought my lunch bowl. and went to the fridge it wasn't there i'm going fucking ass i'm gonna start fucking people up so i get that shit somebody's gonna buy me a goddamn lunch bowl and he's like he's like dude did you put your name on it like how did you know that somebody else didn't think it was theirs i was like let me explain this to you dude you know whether or not you brought a lunch bowl." because you're thinking all day I cannot wait to go back there and put that cheese and ham and crackers together and eat that shit <laughs> like you if you bring a fucking lunch bowl to work you're not disappointed like you're watching the fucking clock like I cannot wait to get back there and fuck this shit up and you know and if you it, even if you're not that much in lunch bowls, if you open the fridge you're like oh who brought the lunch bowl obviously you didn't fucking bring it So why are you eating it, motherfucker? If you're having to ask who brought this, obviously it wasn't you. Somebody thought that they just forgot that they brought a lunch one and it magically fucking appeared in front of them. It was theirs, and they ate it. And that was like – at the time, I thought it was like the worst day of my life. I was going to fuck somebody up. I actually just went across the street and ate a Burger King, and I was happy after that. But before then, I was fucking (laughs) – I was so fucking mad. God, I remember I was just – I was like fucking Sling Blade. I was so goddamn mad.
1: You look like you're mad
0: right now. (laughs) It took my fucking Lunchable. Oh, God. It was baloney. It was my favorite. was baloney cheese. And it wasn't the ones with like the Capri Sun, the Reese Cup. It was the fucking old school one that I used to have when I was a kid. Because when we were kids, they didn't have all that fucking fancy, those white privileged Lunchables. We had just the Cracker the cheese and the piece of meat and we had to prick that shit apart ourselves don't fuck up that cheese block if you don't take the cheese pieces off right you're going to break it and it's going to crumble and your fucking day's ruined so i was skilled at taking that shit apart and it was one of those old ones so i had I was like i think that made me happier because it was one of the old school like 90s lunchables without all the extra shit it was just the bologna the ritz cracker and that fucking block of cheese where you had to look under the light to see the lines in it so you could peel each piece off without fucking it up I was going to spend half the lunch trying to get the cheese peeled off without fucking up. That half my lunch was going towards getting the cheese off the correct way. (laughs) And then it's like, don't want cheese on top of the bologna, but then I remember, no, motherfucker, it's bologna on top of the cheese. Don't be stupid because you got to have the moisture in there because the cheese is dry and the cracker's dry. and It's got to be in there just right. I don't know how the fuck I got on a tangent about Lunchables, but I think this just turned into a
1: great (laughs) conversation. (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 oh shit a fucking lunchable oh my gosh that's
0: funny that's that used to be like the the fucking highlights of my life when i was drinking all the time and was just like lunchable but i do remember how comfortable i used to be like i used to feel bloated and out of shape because i was bloated and out of shape all the time there wasn't like it was magical I'd always get the hope that the, the Lowe's vest would cover my stomach properly, so I'd be kind of buff, but I'm not. I would just look like I had a bowling ball in my fucking stomach. But that's for another conversation. <laughs> okay. Carrying ceiling fans and wheezing and shit, trying to come off a ladder, just wasn't my thing. Oh, but it wasn't long after that till the recruiter laughed at me when I walked in the office to join the Navy, and I fucking went and got in shape. One of them. It was actually, it was a guy that was there for a short time. Then when I, cause I went back, I lost a bunch of weight cause I knew how to bodybuild and shit. It's just when I went from high school to college, I just got into drinking and gave it up and got fat. So when I went to, decided to the Navy, I had to go back to my roots and remember how to get all that shit off. And I did, I would run instead of walking, I would run two or three miles to work then go to the gym and then run home. And that's how I would do it. And, um, about. I want to say two months later, I walked into the same recruiting office, and the BM-1 wasn't there, but the CTM-1 still was. For you Navy guys, you know what that is. Mary doesn't know what I'm talking about. There was two first-class first petty officers in there, and one was no longer – the one that told me I was too fat wasn't there anymore. But the other guy was like, what the fuck? Are you the same person? I was like, yep. He was like, okay, well, the next group that goes out, you can go. And I was, I was out mm-hmm. and 12, and for 12 years later before I came back. North Carolina flew out of Charlotte in November of 2007. The best, dumbest decision I ever made. Yeah. The best, I, the best random decision I ever made. My friend joined first and he was telling me about it at a party because all we did was drink. And I was like, fuck man, I ought to do it too. And then I kept thinking about it, and then we I remember the next night we were or the next weekend we were around a campfire drinking again, because that's all we did. And you're like, fuck it, man. You ain't got nothing going on. You might as well. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll go to the recruiter too. I didn't want to like steal his thunder, but at the same time, he he was almost like a recruiter and he had just signed up and he made it sound so awesome. I was like, fuck it, man, I'm gonna talk to someone. And we both we both left. I actually saw him when I went back home too, man. Like me and him were like best friends for such a long time. It was cool to it's cool to run into him back home. And we honestly he doesn't drink that much either. So it was kinda cause we were always those guys. Like we were always getting fucked up. Yeah. Maybe we just grew the fuck up. I don't know. Some people don't. But anyway, you guys listening, it's not the end of the world. You can put it down. I know we've went on a lot of tangents and shit here, but the whole point of this thing is to show you that people that are really strict and regimented and trained and personal trained, like me and Mary and stuff, we've been on the other side of the spectrum. Some worse than others. You're truly here. So... If anything, that should show you guys that it can be done, no matter what situation you're in. You can quit, and you can you can go into um, uh, you can invest those habits and that addictive personality into a better lifestyle, some aspect. And <clears throat> you would also be surprised at how much your trainer can or your your friend that's into training and stuff can relate to you. You know, you think that we're all come out of the womb with muscles and we're perfect. That's not the fucking case. In fact, we are very strict and discipline because we've been so far on the other side of the spectrum. So if you need somebody to talk to or somebody to relate to, we're probably one of the best ones to start with at least. And if the problem's bigger than we think, then we need to get you in the right direction with somebody more professional to help you out. But whatever the situation is, why you think you can't lose weight, or why you think you can't go without Starbucks morning, whatever that is, I guarantee you one of us has been there. And when we snap at you, it's not because we're being an asshole. Well, we are being an asshole, but it's not. Because we're just – we're being mean is because we know what to say and we know what it takes in order for you to stop doing that shit and we have to fucking get it done. And it's not like we got to go through this rehab. It's like you got to put that shit down now and get started so we can get this shit over with so we can get you back on track. So especially with my – you know how my mindset is get it fixed quick and get back on track. So whatever I think I can do to get it done as fast as possible, I'm going to do. And if that means I got to snap at you real quick, you better get ready. It's almost our snap. So – and that's not always the answer. I know that, but – 90 percent of the time every time it is so you guys would be amazed at like where we come from and how, how we can relate so you know when you think you can't progress as far as others and stuff like that just think you know we've all been in that situation so and i'm glad we got more humor out of this and stuff too because um it's a good way to show people hey you know we've been there we've had some crazy stories but you know when push came to shove and we got put in a corner we knew how to man up and fucking do what we have to do and you can too so anyways mary sorry to keep you up you got to get in bed but thanks for listening to me ran about my horrible past <laughs> anyway, i hope i even though we just we did this last minute cause we hadn't done a podcast in a while and i want to talk about drinking and, and eating and how like why we did the things we did and Well, you know, if it was, like I said, because I thought I was insecure when I was younger and how we overcame it, so you guys can have something to go off of. So if this is helpful, I'm glad. If not, I'm sorry. Let me know what we can do because we definitely want to talk about what you guys want to hear about, so we'll always take suggestions. But until then, everybody have a good week. Mary, you go get some some beauty sleep. Bye. See y'all later.